Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson, and we are going to wrap up this series on off-season training, speaking about progressions, which I think is critically important with that whole off-season nuance to the topic. So uh, as you probably do, it, 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 as we're approaching the end of the year here, Adam, a lot of people are, are now looking forward to the off-season, and it's exciting. And I have a list right here on my other laptop of about 12 different training programs I have to create for people today just because they're entering that off-season block. And the very first thing I do is say, okay, now we have the advantage of more food, right? So now we're going to make a slow transition into literal strength, and you're going to feel amazing in the gym. You've got those extra calories to support the training. It would be a mistake to force tons of extra volume and frequency in because now you have the ability to recover you have the ability to train even harder. And so this is a point in time, Adam, whenever I pull somebody all the way back down to 48 hour windows where you're, you're gonna train day off, train day off, train day off, people just freak the fuck out because they think like, oh my gosh, that's not enough. I'm, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna maximize my, my progress. But every time I do that with somebody and they're willing to train as hard as we need and then take that extra day off. It's just, it's almost a miracle to see how much progress they make in real muscular density and strength. So that's my first contribution to the discussion in this episode is just, is, is we're talking about progressions, that would be my starting point. Where do you typically go from there, Adam, or if you want to comment on where you like to start? So I change RPE time to time. So I actually might have somebody train more intensely going into the off season versus when they're in a prep, or um, I may even like add a day. So usually at the end of the prep, I might have someone down to four, sometimes even three times a week training, if I can talk them into that. Um, and I know that sounds really taboo, but then I'll bring that up to, you know, five days a week, typically, maybe a six, depending on the person's drive. Um, but then if they're doing six, I might say, hey, once a month, let's take it down to five or four days a week. Just make sure that, you know, once a month, we're getting some pretty good, much needed rest. And uh, me and you don't really like to do deloads. So that's why you know, we kind of auto-regulate our training a little differently than other people. And it's perfectly well said. I literally just sent a voice message to a client where I sent her a new program. And I said, look, you have to self-regulate. You know, if, if there is a point in time like I did in my training this week where you just need to push a day of recovery in, or you just need to take one day out and just say, I just don't have it. Maybe I have a little elbow tendonitis or something, and I'm just going to kind of skip that workout. That's okay. We don't have to train an entire month or two-week block of deload. Just, just you know, take care of yourself as you go. But one of the things you said there is the increased intensity. Now that you're not dieting, you have more glycogen. You have more energy in the gym. You're not risking catabolism. And so I, I think that the duration can go up a little bit and the intensity is certainly going to go up. Your strength is going to be going up. So you have to make allowances for that recovery time outside of the gym. And then, as you said, you gradually cycle back up. So at some point you've tapped into all of the progress you're going to make in that, that three or four day progression then you add a day, then, you know, maybe whether you go every two, three or four months, you add another day and you're extending into some overreaching and potentially planned overtraining 
where you then come back a little bit. Depends on how long your off season is. But um, one of the things that I I do specifically is I will either train in a one-week block or a two-week cycle. So as you said earlier uh, in in the last episode, if you would have me do a heavy five-by-five deadlift this week, maybe we're just going three or four sets of 10 the next week and then cycling back. So every time you're in the gym, you're not doing the same thing for that body part. Um, I, I think you can get too complicated with that. Um, but I've also seen good strength coaches who will plan out the entire block for eight, 12, 16 weeks and each single workout, let's say back for deadlifts or squats, they're adding just like one extra set or one extra rep or this or that. And so they are making the assumption and maybe just kind of dangling the carrot that we are going for strength. And so we're going to add this in. And so they leave it a little bit less to auto-regulation and at least give that framework, which I think can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully our viewers are seeing there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat on this. (laughs) Absolutely. And again, one more nod to our our feature series. I interviewed three different strength coaches uh, that is in our library uh, that you could see. Uh, matter of fact, I, I will probably kind of post a link to that entire library uh, after this, since we're referring to it so long. But uh, as Adam said, guys, there there is a ton that goes into training progressions. And I know in a very, very good way, this has become a little bit more of the preeminent discussion in our industry. It's not just about nutrition and peaking, but a lot of people are super excited to interested on the training side. And uh, that's, that's an exciting thing for me. That was my first love, uh, you know, always will be, even though I have left the stage competitively, I'm still just as hungry as ever for those, those great workouts and progressions as I know you are, Adam, although you're probably going to hit the stage again soon, aren't you? I might have one more in my forties just <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I just threw that out there to see. I, I didn't know, but uh, that, that would be great. That, that would be fun to see. Yeah. I think it could be neat to do it one more time. All right. Well, you guys heard it here. You can hold them accountable to that. And again, we appreciate you watching and listening, sharing this to anybody that you think could help use the information and we will see you next time in contest prep university.